This is the MFG Cast. Hey, can you tell my voice hasn't gotten any better? (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. We're back. We're sick. We're dying. But you know what? This this train's going to keep a chuckling along. (laughs) Chuckalagan. Good God. Dan, you said you love my intros. Do you love my intros sick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. How can I not, man? Uh, so just out of curiosity, do you think you're going to ask that Tracy girl to prom? Do you think she'll say yes? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Well, considering she sounds like a pubescent boy, maybe not. Oh, Lord. (laughs) This is fantastic. Which, which one of us is one, is the right one? Which one do you shoot? We both sound very similar, very weak (laughs) and very... Yucky. And this has improved. Yeah. So that's yeah, the exactly. sad part. Exactly. This is at the better end of things. Yes, it is. So outside of being on the verge of death, how are you guys doing lately? The one good highlight of uh, what happened before we were sick, actually while we were sick, when we kind of, it was in the uh, infancy of being sick, we actually were able to go to a local con with Logan, and that was a ton of fun. Very cool. What was the name of that con, good sir? That name of the con was called Con of the North, and that was in Plymouth, Minnesota. I just like that. It was Con of the North. <laughs> Sorry, dude. This yep. is just fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm sure. And there's people turning it off as we speak. They're like, oh my gosh, if I couldn't stand his voice before, I can't anymore. Yeah, I just love the fact that people are going to be like, oh, there was something seriously wrong with your last recording. The voices were screwed up. It's like, no, no, it was actually the best it's ever been. <laughs> in that spawn of uh slowly dying and uh voices lowering and and being lost we had a lot of fun at this con it's it's um this is our second time going uh we went there a couple years ago and we fell in love with it and you know unfortunately we weren't able we weren't able to go the year before i think we might have had something going on in between that or something just it just kind of escaped us I was just looking up to see how many years this has been going. Oh, well, the the year that we had gone, it was the 25th, 25th anniversary. Must be, yeah. So, so 27. 27 years, wow. which is funny because I, you know, I, I was born here and my dad was a Marine, so we moved a lot, but I've been here since 93. You think I would have heard of this more than just our first time last, you know, a couple of years ago, but um, I think it's going to be one of those that we go in the future I want to go every year. Well, to tell you Logan's the truth. been asking to go again. Yeah, already. And he's so. only, and this is his first time. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's that's like both the beauty and the curse of the local con. It's one of those things that ninety percent of the time you only find out it exists because of a person's voice. It's like it's not dynamically advertised on Facebook. It's not a weird filter through like Twitter. It's 
the only way you find out about it is when, like when you're talking to a friend and you're like, oh yeah, I went to that con last month, and you're like, what con? Because with like Dexcon and Dreamation, that's that's what happened for us. Like this thing has been going on for like about twenty years out here. And then, uh, just like talking to somebody in a local gaming group, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make it next Friday. I'm at a Dexcon." I'm like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's you know, the thing that's been going on for Jersey for over a decade and a half. It's 96 hours nonstop of tabletop." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Did, <laughs> yeah. You had a similar thing with kind of the North, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things. And I think we'd actually found out about it through our mutual friend Taylor. Yeah, because he had been. You know, he wanted to run games there. And so we were like, oh, that, you know, that'd be fun to kind of go over there and meet up and stuff like that. And uh, the first year we were there, like, it was very, you know, there was, you know, quite a bit of people actually for what you would think because it's kind of in a, basically in the, in a hotel that has conference rooms. And there's quite a bit of, there's quite a bit of rooms, but it doesn't seem like there would be there. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird setup of a hotel. Yeah, because there's, like, there's gaming, like, in the basement, basically, kind of, and then there's the main floor, and then they also have a top floor where they do, like, a lot of their role-playing and stuff like that, but then there's other spots. There'll be, like, a back corner where you'll see, like, oh, here's Pathfinder. You know, it's like, that's weird. You know, it's kind of, like, really hidden in this corner, but they don't really need to be out in front because if people are looking for Pathfinder D&D, they're going to kind of find it. Right. But um, this year... I guess they said it went up like 200 people or something like that. It just just went from this small, you know, kind of intimate scene. Then all of a sudden it was just like every day we're like, crap, we can't find anywhere to park. You know, there was never anywhere to park. We're like, geez, now what do we do? You know, and I'm like, and it's, of course, it's like polar vortex on here. So it's like snowing like crazy and like. You know, people are parking in like weird spots, and you're like, "You don't park there, come on!" You know, I can't get through here. You know, but uh, but it was cool because it it's one of those things that even though you know going into this, like I knew Taylor going there, and then we had you know the just you know a couple of days before we had just talked to Adam Rayberg from uh, Adam's Apple Games, and I knew you know we'd be able to see him. You know, like going to this. Con, even if you don't know anybody, it doesn't feel like you have to really. You know, I feel like the people that are running the games and the people that are selling in the vendor halls and the people that are showing you their games, like everyone's just super chill and super nice. And it's really easy to get in a game. Like, like us, like we had three games that we, me and Tracy actually wanted to, or we had actually signed up for, and we only played one. Because we ended up not making the cut for half of the games that we yeah it was like had signed up for. it was like oh here I am eight of four okay how is that gonna work out okay I have to wait for like you know six other people to drop out before I can actually play this darn game <laughs> so you guys were basically signed up as the alternate players right we were pretty much pretty we much we were the only thing we weren't be- we weren't no mall, mall madness yeah mall madness was the <laughs> only thing that we weren't able to. Uh, or we weren't uh, an alternate for, and I'm glad we weren't. Well, but to tag on to your, um, it didn't matter whether we really knew anything from that weekend. I felt like people didn't really know necessarily who we were, but they knew of us because if they were looking for us for something, like we, um, 
long story short, but Logan ended up um, loving Mall Madness after he played it. <laughs> and so he went and asked the guy who ran it where he got Mall Madness from. And the guy gave him the game. And turns out the guy who ran the game was lo- left the rules out of the game. And so he was looking for us the next day for, to to give us the rules. And he had found somebody else to ask him where we were to give us the rules for this game. So he was looking for us. This other guy was looking for us. But no one, I mean, they knew us visually, but they didn't know, like, our names. And they were all just trying to locate us to find us to give us these rules for Mall Madness <laughs> for the weekend. And it's like everybody just, like, they're familiar with your face and they're, like, so kind and, like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And we we had some had some weird, like, connections and stuff like that. So, like, you know, so it was, it was cool to be able to, like Tracy was saying, the guy that had left out the Mall Madness rules and he's trying to find us. And, uh... One of the guys that was actually trying to find us was Ryan Lambert, who made Truck Off for Adam's Apple Games. And he's like, yeah, this guy's looking for you or whatever, you know, and he was looking for the rules or whatever. He'd give you the rules. like, okay, you know, I think we actually found him or whatever. And then, you know, he was by the booth, you know, and we were like, you know, we played Sword Crafters, that awesome sword game that you you had actually played at Dexcon 2, Dan, which we'll talk about next week. And, uh, you know, so we're like, well, but we don't know if we played this right. Can you show us how to play it? So Ryan's like, yeah, I'll we'll play it with you. You know, and we're playing and stuff like that. And and uh, you know, come to find out that uh, if you listen to our interview with Adam, and I can't remember if we talked about this on the on the show or not, but but uh, Ryan, who made Truck Off, who was there that taught us Sword Crafters, um, he's actually from Eau Claire here. So it was, yeah, so it was like, because Adam had mentioned that he's like, oh, yeah, somebody I work with is from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and had worked on a game for us. So it was just like one of those weird, like, oh, hey, it's cool, you know, like, be able to meet somebody that where you're from and stuff like that. And Ryan was super nice and, you know, Mm -hmm. showed us the game and we had a lot of fun and stuff like that. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah, and then, well, and then we ended up finding finding the guy with the rules. And then he's like, hey, you want to play a game with me? (laughs) Like, I've got these three games. Do you want to play one of them? And we're like, uh, sure, because we, I think we got bumped out. We were alternates on another game. Uh, we got Orleans. Yeah, the expansion. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And so we. My condolences. I know. Well, we have to play it now because we have it here somewhere. So we were like, sure, why not? And he gave us like, what, three or four options and I we're like, we don't have any clue. And so that's when we learned how to play San Marco, which I, I think nice. you we saw like the pictures that we posted on Facebook or yeah. Twitter or something. Yeah. And l- super old game, not super old. I don't know how old it is, but older game. Older, yeah. Wife picked it up for a dollar at Goodwill or something like that. Yeah. Totally awesome game. Like, but, I, but I think it what goes for 70 bucks or something. Yeah, because it's it's you can't find it. Yeah. Online. I think it's like 50 or something like that, but still, that's a lot of money. I mean, it seems like it for the game, how old it is, but it was cool. It's a, it's an it's an old game by Alan R. Moon, of all people, and it's a uh, you cut, I choose, or I cut, you choose game. What is it called? I cut, you choose game? Yep. Yeah. Um, where you're trying to control territories and stuff like that, and it's that game was super fun. I was and like, Logan wow. And Logan loved that game. Yeah. I was At first, I was like, 
oh no I wonder what he's gonna think of this and then he he ended up winning mm-hmm. the game like he did he end up yeah. was smoking us no, no he, he, ended, he was smoking he was actually ahead of us by like 20 or some points and then ended up winning by one behind you in the end oh yeah yeah or in front of you in the yeah, end yeah cause he was like taking over a territory but yeah yeah that was a great game yeah and unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll probably never play this game again. I really like it, but... <laughs> well, I told you I found it at that place where we could have them ship it to us. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it'll be something that we save our shekels and, you know, try to save up for that game. Very cool. So now um, you said it was like an old style game. What was like the main mechanism? Like uh, For San Marco? That one? Yeah. So basically what you're doing is you're... Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead? I've been talking too much. You have to... What did they? The cubes symbolized something. What, what did we call? What did uh, we call them? Not explorers. I can't remember what they were. Aristocrats. Yes. So the cubes are different colors based on your whatever color you choose, and you send these aristocrats out to these different lands, and then um, based on um, you, you kind of want to take over the population of the land and you know so i want to have maybe three white aristocrats in this land and take over and have more than you do of blue and kurt has green or whatever and then um you you um throughout the rounds you take cards and then they get split up and you cut them and then you have you lay out the two options and you have somebody pick and you decide whether or not you're going to have, whether or not you're going to, what is, what do you max out at like? 10 points. 10 points. So there's before like, the round is over. there's like 10 points before the round is over. So whoever gets 10 points, cause there's points that are tabulated in these cards, but then there's also a spot where you can send your aristocrat to a, to one, a specific land. Um, you can build a bridge so that you can move from land to land. Um, you can also... You can send that. Um, send the Doge. The Doge. Yeah. Um, you can send a Doge around these lands, and and do all of these different kinds of things. So you're basically trying to take over. Like we were joking about hey, having nightlife at this one place called like San Paulo, or mm. you know something like that, because it was like the Vegas of this, yeah. <laughs> this this country, and <laughs> you just try to earn as much, um, as much or put as many aristocrats in these lands yeah. so when as the, you can. So when the Doge is actually visiting those spots, you'll get victory points depending upon whoever has the most aristocrats there and then the second most aristocrats. Yep. And we play with four players, so then if the first player gets the first amount of points and two players are tied, then second place gets no points for that. Yep. And then there's another card There's another mm-hmm. card where you can take an aristocrat out of a spot and replace it with yours. And then, like with the bridges, you have to you have you basically have to pay more to get across bridges if you don't if they're not claimed by you. So you have to kind of go you have to figure out that way you know how you want to travel and stuff like that too. And you can move your bridges around and stuff like that. So it's it, it's simple mechanics, but super a lot of fun. I really I really dug it. What was it a uh, was it a Ravensburger game? Mm-hmm, sure yeah. was. Yeah, it's a cool game. I was gonna say, is it something that you know you find yourself actually looking forward to playing again? I played like again. That? Like. How do you think it stacks up comparatively to more modern and more recent titles like of the last year? It was funny because even even though it it looks 
dated and you know it's something i've never heard of like as soon as i was done with this game i was like this game is fun i would like to play this again like yeah. and it's it's not one of those that's like it takes you a while to figure out like even though it took him a bit to kind of remember because he said he hadn't played it for a couple of years like we picked up pretty quickly even logan did well and the directions i think seemed intimidating partially because it was a book like a seemed like a bigger bullet but it was in different languages too and so you had a page through to figure out what language you wanted to speak that day and kind of look through them but i mean for the most part it started coming back to him and when we needed to reference certain things then we would just look at them so i i would play it again mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it that'd be something fun to you know be able to seek out you know i don't want to pay a million dollars for it of course but you know, I would I would not mind having this in my collection because I think this is a game that anybody can play. And I can see people seeing it and going, oh, that's an old game. <laughs> like, they they might be intimidated enough to not want to play yeah. it. And they shouldn't because it's like, it's like Concordia. You know, like Concordia, that's not the sexiest looking game, but you know hey, what? Hey, I you... think it's hot. <laughs> but when you play it, it's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah, you I know. know. So. Yeah. What is this one of a lion on it or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was nice to it was nice to be able to just randomly pick up and play with that guy. He was yeah. Benjamin. Benjamin. Super nice guy. He's the guy that taught us mole madness. He's a super cool dude. I was gonna say with your love of mole madness, is that gonna be the new MFG cash shirt? It just says on the back the madness is real. That's right. We should. Except <laughs> I do have to say on the mole madness topic that like, I did have a really good time, even if I didn't win. However, it was the 90s version, I, somewhere in the 90s, and no, they didn't 2003 have... 2003 2003 version, mm. and they didn't have a kitchen store. Or, if you're familiar with Mall Madness, they didn't have a chitchen store. Because <laughs> apparently the lady that talked to, that talked in the in the original... Says chitchen. Chitchen store. And so there was no chitchen store sale at the chitchen store. But it was funny, too, because it was like it was me, you and Logan and this and this other guy that was probably around my age. And it was just kind of funny. We're all just like, even though this is an old, old game from, you know, way back in the day and stuff like that, it was just we just had all had a lot of fun. So much fun. Yeah. It was like send a and it's funny, too, because we're playing in we're playing this main we're playing in the vendor hall, but it's like the main hall for like also like playing the most of the games too and it was like super loud and you had to push this little thing where it's like it tells you it tells you where to move you don't roll you don't spin a thing it actually tells you where to go and the whole time everyone's holding their ears up like what huh you know and it's like and the guy's like wow i picked the worst place to pl- to have this game played for us well that and the fact that it got a lot of attention because people would b- walk by and they'd be like whoa <laughs> whoa we got momentous here right. and i'm like yeah you want to you want to buy that snake from the pet store like me with your r&b cd right. actually I, I actually i probably i think they were probably like wow the mfg cast is playing this game it must be amazing they did i heard it <laughs> right. i heard rumblings of it <laughs> i heard i heard that was uh trending on twitter worldwide That's it right. was Hours after i think played. it has at least a million oh. hits <laughs> So real quick, before I want to hear more about the games, but you were saying about like you know the main gaming hall and uh, like by the merchant hall and everything. So 
you you said how it went up like by about 200 people this year. How many people, like at a guess, would you say was in the play area, like for tabletop, not necessarily RPGs and such? Well, it there, it's so spread out. It is so spread out. Like that main vendor hall is where you've got a lot of your main games, but they do have some sanction off spots too. Like the Undead Viking actually has his own spot. So again, it's one of those things. It's like Undead Viking. I know who that is. Why don't I know about this con more? You know, but you know, every you know, there's just it's very just weirdly sporadic, and it's hard to tell because you could you see a lot of people there and back and forth. But like when you know someone said there's 200 more people than there was last year, I'm like, where are they? You know? Well, because because they're. Like, even um, the first year that we were there, we played games in, like, a conference room off to the side, and we didn't go in any of those this time. Yeah. And I want to say in, like, one of those conference rooms alone, you probably had, gosh, five or six separate games going on in in one of the conference rooms, Mm -hmm. and there were... I'm trying to think of what they look like. There were actually like several areas that branched off into the conference rooms. I don't mm-hmm. know if they did that this year. Yeah, there there were. We just and, we didn't see them. Yeah, and so I mean, there's potential for quite a few. Yeah, if if I'm if I'm just spitballing, there's probably about forty rooms. And again, when you look in there, you're thinking. How is there 40 rooms here? There can't be 40 rooms, but there are. <laughs> There's like set the up top part had 17, and the only reason why I know that is because I I had to role play in 17C or something well, like that. And, and that might have been like But well, Loki played 20. a game in one of those he studio did. rooms too. He did. But that was a board game. That wasn't role playing. No. And then he said that somebody was playing Mall, Mall Madness up there too. Yeah. So it's like I don't really know. I think they probably just played it wherever they could find spaces. Yeah, because it seemed like it seemed like for the most part, it was a lot of board gaming, and then there was like your Pathfinder and your D and D spots, and then there was like this year was different than I think last year or the last time we were there. I don't even know if if it was there and maybe I missed it, but there was a miniature hall, like a like a like a miniature not hall but a conference room where there was miniatures. Because it was just like that. It was like that all weekend. And then like random RPG spots for other stuff. I helped play test uh, Descend into Midnight, which is something that Taylor LaBresh is working on with a couple other people. And again, it was just like farthest room. You know, we had to wait for we had to wait for the other people to clear out before we could, you know, role play there. You know, so I feel like, you know, it's it's probably more 70, 30 board games to RPGs, but like the people that are playing RPGs, you can tell they're hardcore. They've been doing it for years, and they're, you know, they're, you know, they've got their stuff ready to go. All right. So on the topic of the the tabletop board games, there. So what were some of the other highlights you got to play? What was uh, tell me a couple of good uh, good things that you encountered at Con of the North. Because we didn't sign up for that many things, we basically were kind of wandering the halls and stuff like that, and you know, getting to know some of the vendors and stuff like that. So like. Um, we've already kind of talked about it, but like we went to the Adam's Apple games booth or whatever, and we were able to play thrive live and in person, which was fun. And we were able to play sword crafters there too. Um, they had some other, um, other fun games that were kind of set up around too. Like one of the, one of the spots they had root and what was the other game that they had set up for, for play? Vast was there too. 
So if you're so if you're looking for a you know a nice crunchy you know fantasy themed game, they had those off to the side. They also had that uh, we were able to pick up. We were able to pick up the game Witches of the Revolution by Atlas Games. Um, they had that set up for people to play and uh, look at and stuff like that. And um, uh, that was something we kind of picked up on a on a whim. Yeah. Because we were kind of like, well, this this game is fairly cheap. It kind of has a interesting look to it, you know. So we're like, well, you know, maybe this is something we should try out. You know, we usually don't like just kind of going out and just grabbing a game before we know how to play it because we've gotten burned on that kind of thing. But that wasn't something we were able to play there. But when we came back and played it here, we found out I thought that it was a cool deck building game with a witch's theme to it. Kind of remind me of one of our old games that we talked about um, that we really liked affliction kind of has that you know that witch theme that kind of dark theme to it where I'm sure a lot of people look at it and they're like well I don't know the theme's kind of weird I don't know if I want to play it but the mechanics of it and the way it plays was really fun so it was kind of nice to play that game mm-hmm. yeah because you mentioned the price was right on that game and it's funny because sometimes at the con um, I'm, I'm kind of getting that same boat too of like I would like to play the games before the purchase mm-hmm but when you're at a convention, you kind of do like almost like an algorithm. It's like, okay, I have X amount of hours. This game is Y dollars. Is it worth just buying it sight unseen and seeing if it's worth it? Or do I dare invest this much time from my convention into seeing if it's worth my money? Well, and that's what we saw it like, what, Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday or whatever. And I was like, what is this game? And, you know, they were seriously selling it for 20 bucks. And I'm like, is it really bad? Like, why are they selling it for 20 bucks? And like, it, it honestly didn't catch my eye at first, like at least the outside of the box. And then I looked at the back and I'm like, well, it doesn't look like bad, like 20 bucks. Like we're losing 20 bucks if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's because the game is, like more than a year old at this point and you know how it is if it's not if it's not scythe or something in that like caliber and it's a year old it's usually overlooked at this point yeah yeah well and the thing that kind of like really you know really caught my eye with it is it feels like it's it pulls a lot of different mechanics in it from a bunch of different games that i like you know it's like yeah it's got that century spice road thing where it's like you have to have the symbols to kind of pull those together to, um, like we have, you know, you have to like do the, you know, the events, the events, you know, or you have to do the objectives or whatever, you know, and then you're, you're using your deck building to, but in this game, it's like your deck building, but like if you buy different cards, you're actually getting rid of cards too. So you can really shrink your deck. So you have to be kind of careful there because it was one of those things where like Tracy was like slowly building her deck and I'm like, get rid of this, get rid of that. I need this big guy. I'm going to do this. I, this lady looks like she's going to well, work well. Yeah. But you know? if we, but we coordinated enough that, you know, you could have a smaller deck, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we both could have. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. I but they too. were doing, yeah, they were doing kind of stacks of, they had that, they had another game, but I can't remember what that other game was that Alice Games was selling. Yeah, I can't remember that. And then when we first came in on Friday, they were selling, what, Frontiers? Uh, it's an I orange box. Know. Starts with an F. That was like 20 bucks. Also, like, they had a huge stack, and they were selling them for $20. I can't, for the life of me, think of it. Hmm. 
Well, and then we learned about some of the games at Floodgate Games. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we fought, we were able to... See Bosk. Yep, see Bosk, and that that looks cool. Like It kind of reminds me of like photos, photosynthesis with like the trees and stuff like that, but with this one, it's like... It's you know where the uh, leaves are blowing. You know you get points for where you're le- where you're getting the leaves to blow, but you also can control the wind too. You know so there's different lays of the land and stuff like that. And you want you're basically trying to, you know, make these leaves of your of different colors and stuff like that to fall in the spots that you want to fall. But you know it has to fall in a certain way, of course, because of the, you know, the way that the that the game lays out or whatever. So that actually looked like that would be really fun and then they he also showed us they also showed us bad maps which looked like a fun little uh programming game but then i guess uh your buddy uh howard actually played it at uh dreamation and he said that uh he just uh you didn't care for it didn't quite (laughs) live up to his standards unfortunately but yeah but i mean that's you know that's one of the beauties of the hobby it's always different strokes for different folks you never know what will interest you if not another person because uh even to go back when you were saying the witches of the revolution i remember when i kim and i first played it we thought it was all right like there was nothing wrong with it but you guys said you had a blast with it which is always awesome you know you want the game to get love from someone right so we you know we saw a few games here and there and stuff like that but you know the the cool thing about like cons regardless of you know how big or how small is that you don't have to sign up for everything you know there's always a lot of vendors out there that are willing to show you their stuff. There's places that are selling stuff too that will talk to you about a game. Like the the one main vendor that was on the sidewall that always sells a, a ton of games every year. Like there there's like three or four of them. They're always out there and they're always talking to you about a game or whatever and they're like of course they're trying to sell you whatever. But Anytime you have a question, they're like, oh, you, you want to know about this? I'll tell you about this. And they'll sit there and they'll go through everything with you and kind of talk to you about, you know, what this about and that's about and stuff like that. And our buddy Taylor had actually telling us, he told us, and I, I thought I kind of remember this from from uh, a couple years prior, but he's like, he's like, just wait until Sunday. They're going to have a buy two, get one free. And we're like, ooh, buy two, get one free, you know. So, um, so we are able to find a you know, a couple of great games that already had a, a little bit of a discount anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we got a discount off of that too. So we were able to get Orleans Invasion, which is, that's what we signed up to play, which we didn't get to play, unfortunately, but now we have it. Uh, we Very got, nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grabbed Azul Stained Glass of Sintra, which we got to play. And I really did That is it. a great game. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, I was like, you know, at first I was like, you know, just like everybody else, like I have Azul. Why do I need a Zool stained glass? But it's got enough. It's a different game. It's totally different. It mm-hmm. really is. It, I think it's just, I feel like it's Azul in name, you know, and just in the little the little pieces than I think it is like, you know, that it is the same game. It's very different. Yep. I was going to say, like, do you think part of the reason why it's the Azul stained glass thing was tagging that Azul name to it probably helped generate... Like an extra forty percent to sales. Like <laughs> if it was just called stained glass of, you know, Sonata, whatever, that it might have been just overlooked a bit more. I don't know though because I, I would think that tagging the Azul name may have its perks, but I would think that it might turn some people off, because like even posting, um, you know, that we bought it, 
I think people just automatically saw Azul and they're like, oh, Azul. And I'm like, but that's not the original. This is another one. Like, this is this is a totally different one. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, yeah, this is a different game. Yeah. So I think I I can see it both ways. Like, I can see it generating more sales because it has that name tied to it. But th- I mean, in my opinion, they're like two different games. Yeah, totally. And, and they're both, they both have, you know, I think the one thing that they have in common is that, you know, you have to stick, you have to keep your keen eye on the strategy of the game to win it. But, you know, other than that, I feel like, yeah, I feel like these are just two different games, but totally, totally fun. And then the last game I was able to grab, which I didn't even, I couldn't even believe was something that would be something that I could buy physically with my own hands and not go online is I found Coma Coma Ward. And I was like, oh my gosh, a game I've actually been wanting to get. And it's in front of me right now. And I can buy it. And I, because I know I'm going to get that confused again. Coma Ward, which one is that again? (laughs) That is the one where you are in, you basically wake up from a coma and they all, there's tons of different stories on what's happening. So then you have to play out what, how you got here and figure out how to get to that resolution. And it's kind of, it's got like a, you know, it's got like an adult theme for it. So it's like not safe for kids or work, (laughs) but you know, from, you know, I can't remember the podcast I listened to, but they were, I think it might've been the cubist actually. And he had interviewed a a couple of people that uh, were tied to that game and just them talking about it. I was like, wow. This sounds like something I've never played before, and I want to. So. And it was the last copy, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, you have to bring that up to New York with you, man. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah, I think that would be fun with a lot of um, people. It's like, Dan. It's like this bit. It's like this thick. Yeah. It's like a. It's like it's a. a it's like a half a Gloomhaven. Yeah. Let's say that. It, it's not a half a Gloomhaven. I bet you it's the same, isn't it? Uh, no. Well, pretty close. Uh, no. But it's a couple close. inches short of a Gloomhaven. Yeah, maybe it's three fourths of a Gloomhaven. Yeah, that's a good. I do like that. This is a new unit of measurement. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love I I love this box. How much? Ma- how much? <laughs> what percentage would you think a Gloomhaven this is? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to bring that. Maybe we can play that. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. We also got to um, teach a board game to Taylor, our friend Taylor's oh, mom. Oh, totally. That's cool. Um, we taught her how to play Dead Man's Drop card nice. game because we had a little time in between when we were supposed to be alternate 1,252, <laughs> and she was going to go play an RPG. So we had some time, so we taught her how to play. We had bought, uh, we had brought, excuse me, Dead Man's Draw, so we taught her how to play that on a couch coffee table setup. Yeah. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun because she's really getting into board games, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the first time meeting her. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And that actually ties into the thing that I was trying to remember oh, is that see? is yeah. that we were actually, when we were in the, in the vendor hall, it was like, it was like, oh, hey, let us tell you about some games. So like you got, you got some guy to buy. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yep. And then... Uh, Taylor, who had you know told us about the buy, we get one free. He's like, you know, I really, you know, I'm just looking for a, you know, some games or whatever. And he, he did. On on the side note, is Taylor's not? Taylor's just starting to get into board games 
he's a more of an RPG guy. Mm-hmm. So he's just starting to get into board games more and find an appreciation for them. Yeah, so that's exactly. the side note. Yep. So, you know, he's like he's like, you know, looking at stuff or whatever and he's like, Oh, this Takeda looks good. I'm like, Oh my god, let me tell you about Takeda. <laughs> You're good this is gonna be your new favorite game, you know? And then I told him about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, this sounds right up my alley. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot Takedo. I, I told him, I said, you know what? You take you you buying this game makes me want to play it, so I might have to play it again, and we can compare and contrast. And then uh, what was one of the other ones that we got? No. That we... Well, no, and then on that, then a lady came over. Oh, that's right. And then he had to tell the lady about Takedo also. And then she got Takedo. And she then she bought it, it too. She swapped it out for another game that she didn't. <laughs> yeah. She was kind of on the fence about. Um, so. Sorry, I thought you were going to say that no, too. No, that's fine. That's fine. So he sold two copies of Takedo. I sold a copy of Harry Potter. Yep. Uh, gosh. So when do you guys start getting commissions on this? Yep. Oh, and then I sold... Good uh, feelings. Yep. And then I sold uh, Root to Taylor, too, because he's like, oh, oh this yeah. looks good. I'm like, I have not played it, but this is what it is, you know? And he's like, oh, my gosh, this sounds amazing. And then... That's something else you bring into New York, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then he, uh, he actually tweeted out, uh, not too much longer after that, when he played it, he's like, yeah, um... Reading these rules and trying to play this game is hard. <laughs> and I'm like, welcome <laughs> to the world of board gaming, sir. <laughs> That's what it is. That's pretty cool, man. It sounds like you guys had a really good time there. Yeah. 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 It was totally a lot of fun. And it, yeah, again, it's just just going out there and getting those experiences and, like, you know, just, just doing it is just, it's half the fun, you know? Like, again, I... I, I don't feel like, and I've told, I think I said this last time we talked about Crown of the North, you don't have to sign up for everything. Well, you know, just and I go think, and play. I think the next time we go, I think we'll learn because I think, so this is our second year. The first year we really sucked because we didn't sign up for anything. We, I think we registered when we got there. Yeah. Cause we thought we could just do it when we were there and like, we they're, like they're like, oh no, sir and madam, everything is full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We pity the fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then this year, we tried to be a little bit more proactive, but I think they had a problem with their site part of the time. And then yeah. we, we missed out on stuff and um, trying to coordinate so that we could play and then Logan could play with stuff that was a little bit more challenging. But I think this next time, I think we ha- will have it figured out. But I, I'm not disappointed that we didn't. Yeah. And Logan had fun running around because they have this thing where you go to all the different vendors and collect like their signatures to put in for a drawing. And so that kept him entertained. And then he found a love for minis, <laughs> for miniatures. Nice. They, like, they had this spot where they were doing this paint, you know, they had the, the painting of the miniatures and then they had grading. And so Logan is just like. He voted. Like He was voting. <laughs> There's a lady behind the counter. She's like, okay, now these are the mechs. And now these are the fantasy ones. And then these are the trees. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. He's going around voting (laughs) on everything. And he's like, dad, I know what I want. I want a miniature. I'm like, oh, my God, you are such a dork. It was like he needed a little clipboard and a pencil. And like to I wonder who won. Yeah. Now, which ones are the landscape ones again? Like, it was it was really funny. Yeah. But. You might have to uh, pick up a copy of Descent and start playing that with them. Yeah, exactly. 
A little bit of a campaign, a little bit of story, get some minis in there. That's right. Yeah, it kept him entertained. And then he found a, what did he find? A, a business card on the ground for yeah, one of the for miniature of the places. Yeah. And he was like, I got to keep this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for the love. You're mm. never, he, but, but it was yeah. fine. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, just the overall experience is just, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. Like, it doesn't matter how, how big or how small. Like, we always seem to find a way to you know, get out there and play games that we like, and it's never a bad experience for us. Yeah. So, Did you have any uh, small regret, like a game you really wanted to get into that you couldn't or that purchase that you were thinking about, and then when you went back later, it was gone? I did. <laughs> did you know I was going to say something? Yeah. What, do you, what am I going to say? I don't remember. I don't remember because there was a couple of them you were looking at. I really wanted to buy a game, and I had to think about it and then when we went back to go and get it it wasn't there anymore and it was quacks the quacks of quinlanburg one or yeah. yeah 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 and we and we kept seeing uh architects of the west kingdom is that yep. what it is uh, yeah oh, i know and Mike is gonna be so mad when he hears that it, you guys had it for pie i know i yep. know and so it was between that one and quacks and we could have probably bought another game and we got a practical guy that's sitting right next to me here who was kind of being a clown because I'd be like, well, we could get some more games. And he'd be like, we don't really need them. I'm already, I'm always impressed when Kurt's the one that has to reel it back. No shit, right, Dan? I was like, I was like, we don't really need them, but it's two for one. Or not two for one. One for, <laughs> one for all. I don't know. But, but. One for all. Yeah. Yeah. We have games on sale this week. One for all. And you're like, okay. <laughs> well, but. But I guess, to be fair, before we even went to the con, we were at Target and we bought, um, they had a buy two, get one free. So we had already bought three board games before we even left for the weekend. Things like Nyctophobia, amongst others? That's right. Um, yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So. so we have a problem. <laughs> we recognize it and we're going to continue to support it. Yep. And I, I'll have to say, regard, regardless of the fact that we spent way too much money I we think, didn't actually. Hey, we only spent twenty dollars on two nights in hotel. That's true. Boom. That is true. So that made up for the sixty games we got. But we didn't get sixty um, games. But I think the games that we actually did buy, like we did not make a bad purchase. Well, actually, maybe one. Oh, not a bad purchase, but like a we didn't need a purchase. What was that? We ended up buying Patchwork Express. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, okay, we did, we already have Patchwork. We don't need Patchwork Express. But it was one of those like, oh, it's ten dollars. We should we'll just it. buy it. But I think that's something we can easily pass off on Tracy's parents because I think that would be something that would be quick and easy for them to play. So yep. I don't think yeah. that we I don't, I don't think we totally made a bad decision. Mm-mm. It's a it's a good game, but we don't need it when we have Patchwork. Yep. I'm glad to hear you guys had a really good time with it, man. It's, we did. And it's, I still think it's so funny, though, like both of our local cons are lined up so close to each other. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to find a year where I can get two weeks vacation, head out to you guys for a week, check out Con in the North, come back home weekend after, do the Dex Con. It'll be amazing. Well, the funny well, th- we'll just follow you back. There you go. Yeah. And then also, when we head out to um, see you guys, the weekend that we leave to drive to see you... Is a weekend of that Meeple Stock. You remember us talking about Meeple Stock? Yeah. Is the weekend of Meeple Stock. The, well, the weekend that you're leaving here to head back home, that's when PAX East is happening. Oh, see? <laughs> see, it's like. I was so tempted. They're like totally stacked because, yeah, Meeple Stock is supposed to be the weekend that we 
drive to come see you, and then no. the weekend that we drive to come home is back east. Why can't these cons talk to each other and spread them out a little bit better? Hmm. I mean, seriously. I don't know. That'd be great. Or we I, have private jets. It's true. It's true. I wish I had a private jet. So, Kurt, if people want to tell us about their local cons, where would you say they should do that? Okay. So, if you're going to tell us about your local cons, which you should... Because I want to know more about where your stuff is. Heck hey, yeah. Hey, maybe we'll come to your town. We ain't afraid. So why don't you head over to our Facebook page to MFG. Oh, wow. Hey, I'm sick. Leave me alone. So, so, why, what, yeah. so why don't you head over to <laughs> hey, our. Hey, I gave it to you. So whatever. I know you did. Quit making out with me. So head over to our. Wow. <laughs> so head over to our Facebook page at the MFG cast, of course. And then at MFG cast on Twitter. Or if you want to talk to D. Wyatt. What's your what's your underscore D Wyatt thingy? Well, if, if you want to send a tweet to somebody without contracting the plague, you can always tweet at D Wyatt underscore MFGcast. Nice. There you go. Let's let's talk about some local cons. I want to know more about your local cons. I want to know where they're at. I want to know where I can go to see them. I want to know, do you have an extra cot that I can sleep on? Because, <laughs> and I swear to God, I'll put one of those masks over my my mouth so I won't give you any diseases. It'll be better by then. Will I? Yes. Mm, we'll I don't see. know if I would put money on that. Where Next the- time on the MFG cast. Oh, he's C- gone south. Uh, MFG cast comb award. That's right. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> see how I Please did Please don't that? say that because if it actually happens, then people will be sad. <laughs> then they'll think I did it. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. So if I'm in a coma, you know who to talk to. At Mrs. Og on Twitter. <laughs> Don't forget to bookmark this episode as Evidence Piece 104 in the trial. That's right. That's right. Kurt's murder. Somebody make I a board see your reference to Detective, the no, board game. That's right. Board games. More board games. Hoo, All right. So, uh, so we'll, we'll kick this pig. We'll get out of here. But we'll, and then kick we'll, this pig? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And then. Peter's going to be all over that. And then we'll talk about another local con that Dan was at next week. So until next time, I'm Kurt. This is D. Wyatt. And I'm Mrs. Og. And we'll see you next time on the MFG cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.